This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, and even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Special Edition Black Widow at the movies. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her. Caring, sharing, every little thing that we are wearing. When a certain gentleman from Rome. She wore the dress and I Hello, said, welcome to my fanboy special edition Black Widow. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and we are so excited to be talking about a film that's in theaters 
at least most of us saw in theaters, that we assembled a roundtable of iFanboys to talk about it. I'm joined by Josh Flanagan. Hey there. Paul Montgomery. Hello. And Mike Romo. Hello, guys. It's been a while. So we are back. Our first theatrical special edition in well over a year. I almost don't even know how to do this show anymore. But we'll be talking about Black Widow, and there'll be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, of course, you you shouldn't be wary of that. But um, this is a film that was delayed over a year, as everything was. It's supposed to have come out. You got their whole Marvel continuity screwed up with in relation to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's uh, right. Kinda. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was supposed to come out first. Doesn't really matter. Right. Matter. Right. If, right. They, if they hadn't said anything, what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. So, so um, this is obviously this stars Scarlett Johansson as, as Black Widow, and we'll get to some other people in a second. Executive producer Scarlett Johansson. And written by Jack Schaefer and Ned Benson and, and Eric Pearson, some combination thereof. Directed by an Australian director, Kate Shortland. And uh, what's funny about this situation, I want to talk about the experience in a second. Because, Paul, you saw it on demand, right? I watched part of it on an iPad. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. That's, but listen, that's uh, not right. 30 bucks worth. Jeez, but listen, you guys, yeah, I'm, a, um, I'm a premier access plus member uh i've actually watched this movie twice oh wow so. all right oh okay. and i could watch it again after must this must be that bad and josh watch it again as many times as i want josh you saw it Four in theaters really. i did i saw it in the theater last night and then mike and i saw we, we were lucky enough to go to the one of the three premieres a few weeks ago so mike and i might be rusty on the details no it's uh, good and uh, a little distance is really good for these shows i'm telling you and well you know, I don't know about everybody else's experience, but it was the first time being in. I had been to a theater on the lockdown, but rented out by myself theater. I know Josh did that, at least. But this is the first time being in a full, I mean, packed, because it was the premiere, totally packed uh, house. It was a little strange, but very nice. The communal laugh, yeah. the communal cheer, yeah. the communal clap. There's nothing like it. <laughs> and communal uh, diseases. Yeah. I'm obviously the communal diseases. All, good, good old communal clap. The communicable laugh. Um, and well, what when I, I was in the Navy, we had the community <laughs> clap. Oh God, this is going to be a two-hour show. So, <laughs> what I found, what I, what I, a, a thought occurred to me about five minutes into this movie, and that was that I had no idea what I was in for because I hadn't seen a trailer for it. Yeah, you hadn't seen Same. any of the seventy trailers that they. No, no I didn't. I tried to avoid them in general, but you know, <clears throat> movies weren't coming out, so I wasn't really paying attention to trailers. And also, you know, we went to the premiere. There was there was art everywhere, but it, it was so disorienting to be among so many people. I wasn't really looking around at the posters, so I didn't know the characters. We'll, we'll talk about one of the villains. I have no idea was in the movie at all. So I was. If it's I, the I one was I'm thinking of. I'm not sure that it was totally blind to the to the. And I thought that was cool. I mean, I don't know, Mike. If you if you were no, aware I of mean, coming. I had no you. idea. I looked at the. I mean, we even took pictures in front of the characters in the little step and repeat. And I had no idea what I was looking at. And there were people in cosplay and um, I, it was so disorienting. I mean, just to set the stage, we're in Hollywood Boulevard. That's a red carpet. There's people for some reason across the street screaming at us, cheering, you know, cause they think something's happening. There's no stars there. Clark Gray. You're outside. There. Good for <laughs> yeah, you. You made it. But yeah, and then Connor and I, and of course we had, we did get, we were very lucky to get seats, but we were in the front row of the right aisle. So we, I have new muscles in my neck 
that I didn't have before. Yeah, I, I want, mm. I'm curious to watch this again straight on to, to find out if, if, <laughs> yeah, if the director was actually good at shooting action or if left. it was just the angle I was at. But um, it, but was, it tough. was cool. But yeah, but so it was cool being in the theater. It was cool going in totally blind. Um, this is, of course, as we give you the spoiler warning, but whatever, who cares? Black Widow died in the fight against Thanos. So this is a flashback. This is a, you know, takes place in the past. Takes place right after the, Captain America the Civil War. Um, takes place in 2016, which is really to... a cool period. The you know that Civil War. It was just kind of a nice to be back there in, in a weird way, yeah. in a more innocent time. Between Civil War and Infinity War, it takes place as yeah. like as, like right after Civil War. Right, Black Widow's on the run from the government because they're chasing all the rogue Avengers who went up against the. Uh, I was going to say Mutant Registration Act, but the the Sokovia Accords. And so now she has uh, getting intermeshed into her, her family life. And so let's jump in. What I really liked about this movie, and I did really like it a lot, was it was so different yeah. than other Marvel superhero movies. And it was mm-hmm. partially like a Jason Bourne movie because you know, yeah. she's not a superhero. She, she is, but she doesn't have superpowers. And it's partially this really fucked up family drama and i just loved every scene with the family together um and florence Pugh as yelena her 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 sister quote-unquote sister david harbour as alexi alexi her father rachel weiss as the mother who Mm -hmm. it starts off as an episode of the americans where they're undercover in ohio yes and then you go home I, i i there was so much interesting things about this it was so unusual and so different uh, in terms of the formula that these usually follow, that I really liked that a lot. I, I had forgotten how these, what these movies actually do. Like I was like, the first time I hadn't seen a movie in a theater since the last Star Wars film, so that's a little bit of time. But I, I'd kind of forgotten how I haven't seen a two-hour action film in a while where there's like the set piece and then there's crazy opening sequence. And I thought that entire opening was wonderfully intimate, and then just went off the rails in such a crazy way. Um, it was really exciting. I thought that opening sequence was. It did a lot of work. It established the family. It was a really cool way to ground it. You sort of remembered their childhood for just a brief second, and then it just all went to pot. And I and then I realized, oh wait, I, these are bad guys. It was that was. <laughs> you forget yeah. like for a little bit. You start watching this other movie, and then you're like, oh right, yeah. this is a superhero movie. So that, you know, <laughs> it's that totally like Terrence Malick vibe in the beginning of yeah, it. Totally. Um, uh, great kid actors. Um, and yeah. if you're wondering why young Natasha looks a lot like Mila Jovovich, there's a very good reason for that. It's the daughter oh, of wow. Mila Jovovich. No shit. And, I uh, thought she looked, she was a good casting. She looked like totally. she could have been young Scarlett Johansson. I thought you were going to say it was a young Scarlett Johansson child. And <laughs> nope. I was going to be really no, they just, they, Yeah, they lifted her from Ghost World and put her into that. <laughs> yeah, so then, um, you know... We jump ahead to Natasha on the run, and she's got like a cutesy relationship with this arms dealer who's trying to get her out, get her out of there. And she gets a message to return to uh, uh, not Russia, but to Budapest, uh, where Budapest, where referenced previously with Hawkeye as this crazy mission that they once had. She gets to go back to the safe house where she runs into her sister Yelena, who is the white widow we've seen in the comics a lot, and Mm. um. I've read some reviews saying like slamming the film because Florence Pugh totally steals from Scarlett Johansson, but which she does, but what we like, like steals the screen or like, yeah, like, like the, she, That's she a takes a review. 
the, like well, the, don't cast somebody who's good. Well, the thing this is, is, like this is this movie's about setting up the next Black Widow, which yeah, is yeah, who yeah. is yeah. Elena. So, and I think I think um, Scarlett Johansson has talked about that in the press. She's basically in wrestling parlance is putting Florence Pugh over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, is, I, is I, giving her a. a you know, a vehicle but, where she can steal the screen. But the thing is, they're so great together. Yes, and I love exactly. that. The their, dynamic. Their relationship, the, the bickering, the making fun of their outfits, but then also secretly loving them. And the, the whole bit where she made no. fun of the, the jump and land bit, and then she did it herself. Yeah, like, fantastic. all of that was great. The, 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 the One of the funniest scenes in the movie, and it's sort of Pew sort of playing against what the joke, you think the joke's going to be when she's talking about the vest, and she's sort of keels over the the passenger seat and instead of complaining she's like i knew you'd like the vest i mean there was a really her comic timing i was i honestly i had never i didn't see little women i didn't see uh, midsummer midsummer yeah so she came out of the blue for me and i was really impressed actually how johansson really was wonderfully generous Yes. And let and let her Florence do her thing, and it was like watching such a sort of an established star really engage a co-star. And in, in fact, all of the leads uh, really good. shared the room together in a really great ensemble way. It's almost like they had been working together for years, and this was like the movie version of their TV series. That's how familiar they felt. Which is crazy because Black Widow as a character has been around for you know, in, or the MCU version has been around for ten years. Uh, more, more, more than 10 way years more. at this point. She's yeah. in the Hulk movie. Iron Man 2 was her first appearance. Right. No, no. She was in the Hulk movie before that. No. I think that was before Iron Man 2. No, Iron Man 2 was her first Iron appearance. Iron Man 2 was her first one. Yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Hulk movie was that, uh, that Ross. That was so was long movie. ago. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, no. Iron Man 2 was like 2000 and what, 10? Early. Yeah, like nine? Two years between. I don't even between... want to pretend. I don't even know. It's not important. Oh God! If any of us had computers, we could just. So but, I mean, given given how long she's played this role, yeah. she still yeah. actually made it feel very fresh, which is kind of nice. Too. But I mean, to have like it's cre- like it, that's sort of like a like a you know a, a TV trope thing, like your long lost sister comes in in you know season four or five or something, and it totally. doesn't feel natural at all. But this felt totally natural. Like, oh, of course, yeah. And this this relationship. Um, like you, like you said, Mike, is it feels like that there is a history there. Iron Man Two is twenty ten, so this is her eleventh t- oh, uh, okay. year playing the character. Wow. Um, I, the family was great. David Harbor as Alexei, the Red Guardian, the the Russian Captain America was terrific. Big um, teddy bear. What I really liked about the family dynamic is, you know, they, they all get together. They all get together back in Russia. Rachel Wise. Uh, they all meet back at her house where she's a scientist and explain was, what she is, Connor. I don't, I don't know what she is. She's a Russian agent. Uh, she's a, like a very experienced botanist. Wasn't she like well, gardening? How does she spend her time? So, gardening. you know, they, we, they looking, have this I'm adorable time. A... They have this adorable time around the table and working out their issues of this weird family. That wasn't a real family. They were, you know, put together by the Russian government. She does mind control on pigs is what I'm looking right. for. And oh, right. That's right. <laughs> like, Paul, two weeks ago. The movie was two weeks ago. Okay. So, yeah. Um, not all of us have seen it twice in 24 hours. So, uh, she made that pig asphyxiate. <laughs> I, right. I thought for sure that the, the parents were going to sacrifice themselves for their daughters. I thought for sure that was what was going to happen. That and seemed like the arc they were setting so up. so happy that they all survived because I want to see them again in a sequel. Like, Same. I was, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to live. This is great. Um, because it's a good testament to this, these four actors that were so good together. And 
and the way that the the, the plot folded in on itself you know the thing about black widow she's always in control even when she doesn't seem like she's in control that's her bit in the avengers movies she, she, mm-hmm. she makes herself seem vulnerable to loki or to those bad guys in the beginning of avengers but really she's in control and they play on your expectation of that happening and you think it's not and then it actually is happening so that they're they did a really good job i think of balancing her character out with the rest of them and, and making her she's still the hero of the story but she gets a lot of help from her family which is which is, uh, is terrific I, and I like the mechanic of them discovering their past by their active, you know, investigating their current family. Like you got to learn more and more about their family past, not by flashbacks, but just by their engagement. Like the scene between Harbor and Florence when she's just, yeah. you know, sitting by her bed. Like, the, you know, you don't get a lot of these kinds of moments in the typical sort of action film no. where it's just quiet for a while, right? And the the whole line that was repeated a couple of times where she's like, it was real for me, I felt like it was sort of oddly poignant in sort of this sort of where we're at sort of COVID style. Like we have all these memories of family and all this stuff has happened, right? And then we're going back and it was, I, I really felt like she, I, I identified with that and sort of, a, I was sort of surprised. Um how how emotional that was because like you know these memories that's all she had and to have people say they weren't real is just like kind of an interesting it was an interesting take i loved it yeah she never got to make choices of her own yeah and she was like put into this they talk about how they uh, for the photo album uh it's a great little moment with oh, Melina good. And, yeah and and that where they talk about oh i remember this day where we and she's not talking about a, a christmas that they spent it was we did like Christmas, Easter, and Halloween all on the same day. It was a photo shoot, and the, and she's like, and I knew there was nothing in the in the boxes, the gift boxes, but it was still exciting anyway, because that was the closest thing she had to, you know, any kind of family domestic situation. Josh, what did you yeah, think of uh, the family dynamic? Uh, I think that was the strongest part of the movie. I think it was interesting that you really spent a lot of time not knowing where they were coming from because you couldn't trust anything. Mm. You know, given the first scene mm. in the movie, you know, you thought, oh, that's her parents. And then you find out, no, that's not her parents because it, it's weird because the mom gets hurt and, and then she gets taken away. And I was like, oh, the, the Russians are breaking up the family. And then... Um, you know, you find out later, like, no, that was the only time they ever spent together because it wasn't terribly clear until they tell you yep. later, like Natasha knew what was going on. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, and that's why she had that forlorn look on her face and she sort of had always seen it coming. And she was um, able to disarm that guard. Like, right. Because she, she, she knew that Yelena was being in the red room. Sent to the red room. To yeah. And what it what it also did was it's funny because this I think this this movie springboarded off the, what the Americans set up. They were like, OK, we have to do a lot less work now, <laughs> you know, in terms of, you know, like, why don't they have an accent? Why don't they? And and it's funny because they didn't have the accents. And then when they switch, uh, you know, they were talking Russian and then they come back and now they all have Russian accents. I was like, you know, you all speak perfectly unaccented Russian as well, which just this weird thing I was thinking about. And, you know, you thought. Like they made wrong choices, you know. Uh, Rachel Vice, by the way, this is almost a James Bond movie, and I was like, "Hey, this is James Bond's wife." Um, <laughs> that occurred to me at some point. Uh, well, at one point, this movie was going to come out the same weekend as James Bond. Can oh, I tell man. you too that at the beginning, I thought, "Wow, she looks amazing," and their uh, their youth smoothing features are getting stronger than they used to be. <laughs> yes, yes. And then she came. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and then uh, and then she came back later. I was like, "Oh, good, right? She's my age. That makes more sense." David Harbour um, too. I was like, "Oh, look at him. He looks pretty good." Yeah, um, I, I think that was the strongest part. I think I think you know, 
overall, first act is really strong. Yeah, I mean, overall, my opinion of the thing is that it's it's good, but it's not great. Like I thought it was really fun, or but it didn't feel like it was breaking a lot of ground. I think you made the point that it was different than expected, and I think that's really good. But it also felt very apart from the Marvel universe. I think, which is the thing that happens in the TV shows is that they get it some time away, but the movies I kind of expect to be connected to the larger thing. So it was a little bit more explaining how we got to where we had started. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. not always my favorite thing. It it wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't bad, but it's, it's an origin, you know, and it does go a long way in explaining how she is, how she, you know, why she is, how she is. It's a dual origin. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's a handoff. Um, Well, we we learn about, we learn about Natasha and we learn about Yelena and you know, by the end of it, Yelena is basically Black Widow. But I guess uh, what's 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 good about it is that, you know, we get to spend a lot of time with these characters and we like, you know, we like being around them and we understand them. But from like a plot standpoint, I didn't give a shit. Interesting. I mean, it's almost like the side Star Wars movies were supposed to be right. These sort of side mm-hmm. sort of parentheticals. Um, I mean, it's the, the characters are. That yeah. really felt off to the side for me. It's like you took a step well, back. I, I felt like Captain Marvel was off to the side too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, again, well, she hadn't shown. You know, we hadn't spent time with her yet. Like we didn't know her. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was our introduction to Captain Marvel, yeah, and point. that took place in eighty. What and you know, whenever it took place earlier right, ninety, 90s, 90s. and 90s. and so, but we hadn't been with her after that. So yeah, it's, it's the consequence the of the character di- having died. You know, there's yes. the only way you can do yep. is go backwards well, and fill in a hole. It also, but it's it's. I mean, it's ridiculous on a whole bunch of levels that this movie took this long to come out. This movie yeah. should have come out, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Yes. On the other hand, this movie doesn't come out five, six, seven years ago because, again, this movie serves to serve up a new Black Widow. So it's yes. a different story if that comes Fair. out prior to to Natasha dying. So yeah, the so, ma- the main yeah. villain is Drakov, the guy who runs the Red Room, the sadist. Russian you want to agent. talk about not being able to do a Russian accent. <laughs> Ray Winston, if you just whisper <laughs> enough, you just can't really tell what accent it is. Um, well, so I'm sorry. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> so, so we're uh, talking. Drake, a big, uh, big friend of uh, Bill Clinton, Condoleezza Rice, uh, showed up in the uh, title sequence. That was kind of wild. So, again, not knowing what was happening at one point early on when you know Black Widow's getting away from her pursuers. Someone says, initiate the Taskmaster protocol. And I went, hmm? And then cut to the skull mask with a hood on. And I literally, in the, in the theater, went, whoa! Because, oh, okay, cool. Because I a little bit remembered when they said it. I was like, all right, this is a thing. Because I had no idea Taskmaster was in the movie at all. And we, we had just finished uh, reading the book. And uh, again, It would have been awesome if, if Taskmaster was in the movie. Right, so hmm. it's a very different Taskmaster. But I just was, I did not expect to see Taskmaster on the screen. Um, well, good news. <laughs> I, I very much knew that Taskmaster in this design was going to be in this movie. So yeah, when I walk, when I walked into yeah, the theater, that. the first thing I saw was a character poster for Taskmaster. I was like, oh god, how did I miss that when I walked into the theater? Um, but the, uh, the internet's kind of mad about the reveal on Taskmaster. Um, well, the thing is, in the beginning, the internet is mad. The in, yeah, in the beginning well, with the, with Taskmaster, this is the particular thing they're mad about today. When in the beginning, when Taskmaster shows up, I thought Taskmaster's moving strangely. And then I, about halfway through, I realized, oh, Taskmaster's a woman. Because women and yeah, men walk sure. differently. For sure. You know, the hips move differently. So you're, you're thinking, I think it was a woman trying to walk like a man, not to blow the reveal. But, and so therefore, it's, her movements were kind of strange. But I was like, what is going on with Taskmaster's walking? And then, oh, it's a woman 
pretending to be a man, then it was revealed to be the daughter of Dracoff. But once they and did the flashback of the bomb, I was like, oh, Bond that's Bond girl, that's I believe. Wasn't yeah. she? Wasn't she in one of the Bond movies? I don't know. I don't even know who played her. I'm looking it up. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yes, Josh, it was definitely not Taskmaster, but it was Taskmaster. It was, I mean, it was like it was like Claw, or or um, Galactus, or uh, or Hawkeye, for that matter. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like it was a character that I really liked. And it was kind of a waste because it had no okay. connection to the things I like about the other one. As soon as I saw that mask that motorcycle gang member mask with the goggles i thought that's not going to be okay the um you know the, but it was speculate go ahead but, well i mean it was like you know the the basic rudimentary elements were there and i was like there's no reason for that hood but yeah, i am glad it's there that the hood kind of makes no sense for what the character is here yeah like you would not want to have that periphery like broken off in your you know you you yeah. wouldn't want uh, so, but uh, the speculation when the, when the trailers first came out for for this seventeen years ago um, was that that was Hawkeye because uh, no the, the prominent shot in the trailer was the uh, bow and arrow. Well, that's the whole I'm point like, of oh, Taskmaster. Oh, that's Clint because this is because we we knew this was a flashback, but we didn't know exactly when it was set. So people thought maybe it was going to. That's be people Clint. don't understand Taskmaster. And it, but additionally, also, I think that Taskmaster's thing is really cool. Like he sees something and they can do that. But I don't think that that was rendered very well. In well, how like they made it, they turned it into like a mirror thing. And so, right. you know, I was like, well, all the Avengers are trained, or whoever's trained the Avengers actors to fight was the same guy. So they all look the same when they fight. It's something that maybe comes across better in comic books. But it would have been cool if they could have portrayed that a little more. I've never seen it move. Maybe there's some way to do it that that sort of shows how they are picking up those moves. Or they look over at a TV and there's a gymnast and then they do that. Like something to actually show that it's not just a good fighter and can hold a shield and or bow and arrow. Also, having a hood and an actual skull face is just kind of like it's a very flamboyant, cool comic book design. And Mm -hmm. they made it very dick sporting goods. You have to you have to lean into that if you're going to do it. You know, that's fine. Right. I just, I don't know. What I'm think saying is they didn't lean into the, yeah, they didn't lean into it. They had, they had, like, just, they could have done that and not called it Taskmaster. There's no reason for it to be called tax, Taskmaster. It could have been any other of a million lesser tier Marvel Easter egg nods that most people don't know and then actually use that character for something cool, some cool double agent mercenary, really interesting gray area bad guy, you know, that. That would have been better, but you know, like I'm a very small audience. That yeah, see, I like I don't. I mean, I, I think the Taskmaster design is cool, like the, the original design. But it's cool like, in the comic I don't, book. From I don't have a huge attachment to the character. From listen, from she didn't have reading, pirate so. boots on. <laughs> I didn't have a cape. So. To be, you know, to be honest, there's not there's not really a consistent character lately. Over the not past few years, they've sort of put him, you know, put them into some sort of a character mold. But that's changed a lot. So. It's not that, but either way, what happened was there's no reason for it to be Taskmaster. So it kind of kind of bums, you know, it's going to be like if Kang shows up in something and it's nothing like Kang. You're like, well, what a waste of Kang. Right. I just I just was very happy in that brief moment where mm-hmm. they said Taskmaster and they cut to Taskmaster. And I went, whoa. And that like it was a perfect moment of joy. You did the me. Leo pointing at the TV thing in my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think like, a hey, good that, example of that, you know, doing well know. is it. Red Guardian, yeah. it's great use of that kind of character. Like, yeah. it could have been anything, you know, but 
Yeah, well, the, the, that was funny. Like they they said Crimson Dynamo. Was like, was no, no, Red Guardian. And I was like, oh, they can still use Crimson Dynamo. <laughs> and he was great as the washed up yeah, he, Russian Captain America who had you know who had toys and and I like how they very casually showed his superpowers. Uh, yeah. When he lifts the thing to get out of the way of the plane when they're escaping. That was fantastic. Yeah. But he's also like, oh. old and fat and slow. Right. Yeah. I, I love I, it. I, it was a terrible prison breakout plan. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> all, all, of all right, here, wrong. get over there. And then just do exactly what you shouldn't. I mean, I realized he was being stupid or whatever. Like, There's no plan at all. Like, they had him walk into the middle. I was like, he needs to move. <laughs> it was very frustrating. And his unrelenting self-centeredness, I it just that kept coming up over and over again when he's like, I, I did he well did he ever done. talk about me? <laughs> yeah. I like some that. <laughs> they found some way to make that endearing. Yes. Yeah. 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 In spite like he's of a, a bad dad without being like a like alcoholic, like yeah, he you know, yeah, he's a child abuser. He's not an asshole. He cared about he's his daughters. Idiot. He just was an. I mean, he is an asshole. Narcissist. Like he's yeah, because he's egotistical and self-absorbed. Yeah, but he just doesn't have but any he, But he does mean well. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it's almost like whenever the action starts, not the action, whenever the bad guy showed up, I was like, okay, get these guys out of the way. Let's get back to the family. Same. Same. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be, that's going to be, what's what's the bad guy's name? Drakov? Drakov. Yeah. Ray Winston. I mean, it's completely forgettable. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like at no point did it seem like a threat. Um, I kept trying to make sense of his secret helicarrier space that whatever that inside was all done in like Soviet era shitty wood and like an ugly like it was such that's, a weird that's thing. That's kind of funny that they, I mean they don't really totally lean into it, but it's like it's pretty it's close. Kind of yeah, no, but but the half of it looked like that, and then half of it was the ultra high tech Marvel, you know, look. Yeah, like on the outside, it's like, oh, it's a Marvel fine. Even like effect. the hallways, like where all the people, yeah. all the girls were training, but like over in his office, it was just strange. He, that's what it's, he's comfortable. He's comfortable in the you. Soviet era. He wants that's his but designer. also like who? What was his deal? Because he didn't seem to actually work for the Russians anymore. He's just like, I, I'm in control of everything. And I was like, well, why? How? What do you do? Illuminati, Josh. He controls them through the power of the of the widows. You know? the cerebr- why? Control them for what? What does he do? He makes a lot of he, money killing he people. He murders and, people and, and, and steals toppling stuff. governments and yeah. having having power. Why does any any dictator want power? He's like a, he power. is like a Bond villain in that yeah. way. So why right? do I care? Because he's evil. Because he had a podcast to do on Friday. And, and because he's <laughs> like an, an extreme misogynist. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they do that, but they don't necessarily say all that much with it. It's just kind of like, yep, I hate that guy. Well, I mean, there was, there was a sort of a theme, though, of like, I mean, he was, I didn't like the character, but I did, the theme about recovering from abusive relationships and all that kind of yes. stuff was a really interesting through line. Um, and made for some, you know, when I just sort of thought about what these girls were going through and just like what people go through in relationships, you know, we see it in the family dynamic. We see it with this guy. Um, they use it as an interesting vehicle to tell that kind of experience. I, I was unimpressed with him, but I did was empathetic to the characters in a way that surprised me. I don't know that that is, I get the point. I get where you, they're coming from. I see what they're trying to say, but I don't know if they got there by way of plot. 
meaning like, you know, yes, there's a big metaphor going on there, but right. like, I don't think that's enough to hang it on. That's like, that's making a statement, not telling a story. If that, if that tracks. Well, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, not, I mean, the, that's not the plot. That's a sort of a secondary theme that comes out through the uh, fight against Drakov. He's the, he is running an evil army but, of assassins around the world. This, Right, but he's still just this, this person. Like, there's no right. real connection to him. He's a he mechanism. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. He's to not tell that he's, thing. Right. So therefore, like, you know, ooh, he's scary. He's done these bad things, but there's not a personal connection to him in that way that, you know, that you'd really and come he's to care about a villain or or not yeah, care yeah. about them, but care. You know what I mean? And not not like like understand. empathize with or something yeah. like like you yeah, know, yeah, com- some of the best villains like like make a good point sometimes he never right. makes a good point yeah he's just he's a, just a we're like i can see where you're coming from this yeah, guy is no, like i think there's girls no, are trash yeah, there's no point I, of view he calls them a, like yeah. uh, this unlimited resource that has no value and mm-hmm. it's like that's just awful look there's nothing so the, that i can latch on to with so what the bad saying. guy is misogyny right and it's boring yeah i didn't think it's it was boring. misogyny but, and but i but uh, and that just and sort power of, and for evil me, and murder. Watching and, yeah, it falls there's a lot to the, yeah. falls to the background because of the strength of the character stuff. Mm-hmm. The yeah, the, I mean, the, also- the character stuff carries that, and them them going through sort of a personal arc, um, and how they feel how they feel about themselves. Like they, they're they're wounded people who then come to have a, a sense of pride about this family unit that they have that, that not, it's not a found family. It's a forced family, mm-hmm. but through their commiseration, like that, th- they find something to be proud of th- that they have because like so much. And a lot of the stuff that I think particularly Whedon did in the Avengers movies, the first two, with with Nat was like really icky with her feeling like a monster because she couldn't have kids. Like he, like he went into uh-huh. weird places with that. Yeah. And like, but that is part of her overall arc in these movies that she has this ledger and she feels like I'm uh, a bad person and I have to I, I I have to atone for these things not to become a better person but just because I have to make up for it where by the end of this she feels like maybe more of a whole person because she has these people that care about her and that she cares about so there's there's a there's so there's an arc there that you can you know that you can put your um that 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 you can latch on to rather than this spy plot that is just sort of like B grade. And it also becomes a tragedy because she finds that family only to go off to die fighting. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's bittersweet. And that's, I like that about it. I mean, I was quite, it was really interesting when that post credit sequence came on, when I realized what was going on, when she went to her sister's grave, um, I really, I actually did feel that. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, and you, even though it was a forced family, it was still a, a found family, right? And just like we said earlier, it was like it was real to her. Um, I thought that was. It, I was surprised that they were able to get so much for me out of 
a creation of a family unit that, like I said at the beginning, I had no idea what I was walking into. And now I have these fond memories of this family. And I thought that was a good trick for this kind of film. You know, I liked them all together, but I liked the fact more that I don't think it was so much of a cohesive family unit as they all wanted it to be that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. A, it's a fake family, and they nice. all know it. But the best thing for them to do is sort of pretend it's okay. And to me, that that feels much more genuine and interesting than we've all found each other, and now there's heart. And love. Oh yeah, because that's not it. Because at no, any no, no. point, you thought all of these people are severely fucked up, and they are grasping right here. And it is not. It is a tenuous grasp. Just like and a lot of families, right? Yeah. Yes, a lot of families exactly. stay together because they really they want it to be a family, but it's it's just straight up not. You so go to the, I, you I go would, to the holidays think, and you're like this is terrible, but we're supposed to do this because we're supposed to be a family. And there is and there is this weird comfort in it that doesn't necessarily make sense, and that is the <laughs> best you have. And so to me, I think what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to talk about this like they found a place together, they found a family, and I'm like, I don't think they did. I think they found the absolute best they could. Yes. And and I, that is interesting to me. See, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Like they found a family. They, you you find a family where you find it. That's two families. blood, but you find two families, family. Josh. I don't th- see. I, I think that this has to do that has to do with perspective. Like you have a family that you're super close to, and it's really important to you, like like the people you grew up with. And I'm like, well, you know, you ended up with these people, and you do your best with it. Like it's it's like maybe it's just what you're reading into it, but obviously, like the re- the relationship between the two widows is going to be the strongest thing out of it. But like, let's not forget Rachel Vi- Rachel Vice called the cops on them immediately. You know, David Harbour just wanted to get out of prison. You know, he wanted to do the best. He's completely unable to no, do she, so. She was controlled to do so. She yeah, that's a good She point. didn't want to call the cops on them. They, they had okay. to break. They had to break the. She had to break the control that Drakeoff had over her. And then they definitely so had the plan. Did she sever the nose, the the nerve that allows her to smell everything? Is she done smelling and tasting from now on? That's the no, idea. She smashed it back. She smashed it back. You can't so, smash a nerve back. I thought she that, broke her I nose and then she, reset she, it. Then she punched herself in the face again. When they set that up, I thought she was going to have <laughs> Melina do the pig thing to her, where she couldn't breathe. Oh, and then oh, wow. while she was like without oxygen, like she would have to kill him. That would have been better. Like, That's a like, better idea is than that smashing your doing? face on the <laughs> desk. You know, because the other thing that you could do is plug your fucking nose. Put a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> it's less dramatic. I get it, but, you know, it's it's because it's a, it's a it seems like it's a very easy thing to trick, especially since he told her. It's yeah. The pheromones. There's okay, not really cool. a good character reason for why you would tell. I mean, I, it, hubris, yeah. you could say, Fun. but like, it's just kind of just like. It's well, that yes. Bond villain. It's thing. every villain yeah. explaining yes. their Bond plot to the Bond. hero. That's, that's yeah. and if there's if there's a if there's a movie you get to get away with that, in, yeah. it's Black Widow it's and Russian absolutely. villains. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought this was sort of sort of interesting in terms of it. It kind of led to TV shows in a weird way. I didn't feel like this was handing off to any movies. No, it's this, not. It's handing off to the Hawkeye show. So the Hawkeye so, show. And it reminded me of the the. Ugh. I mean, a lot of this, the, a lot of the fighting and stuff. Reminded Sorry, the Jeremy me. Renner show. Is that yeah? It was interesting, just like. You know, this movie is supposed to come out a while ago, and, and since then we've seen, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And this, I was curious to see what this would have been like on a small screen if it felt more like that. 
because um, there was there were certainly cinematic parts to this. Even though I Mike, I don't know if we can fight. Mike, I don't know if we can say it because our angle was so fucking That's weird true. on we, this movie. We saw, it in, we saw it in a trapezoid, not a rock. I don't angle, even know if the directing was any good. But um, I don't think it brought a lot more. I mean, the set piece at the end, uh, you know, with the big floating space station, sky station, whatever. Yeah. You know, that was probably bigger than anything you saw in yeah, well, budget Falcon sure. Winter Soldier. Same. But other yeah. than that, I think you know, it's on. It, I think it's on the level of Winter Soldier. Yeah, it seemed like not, I mean, I not love. the show, the movie, Captain America. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, these. It's very hard after Endgame, <laughs> in terms of mm-hmm. these solo movies, to do scale. Like well, so, so, but I think, but I think Connor hit it, hit the nail on the head in the beginning when he said it feels like a Bourne movie. Yeah. It feels very much like that, and. Um, I think it's refreshing just the same way as Ant-Man was refreshing after event, the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Like to, like you have these Palette big cleanser. scale, like they feel like those are the event movies. And then to have something like this, mm-hmm. yes, it does feel like it's smaller, but there's also, there's something a little cozy about that too. It, it's more intimate in all yeah. ways. Most of it. I mean, I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought the end sequence was, kind of jarringly out of place for me i like the i like the practical stuff much more i thought i mean i'm really i thought the there was a couple of fights that happened sort of on top of each other the kitchen fight came really quickly after the opening sequence but um i kind of liked the mostly practical aspect of all this so when they were doing the wind tunnel cgi flying through the air thing it really actually kind of irritated me i kind of wish they didn't do that though yeah, it's a fight in the sky. I, I was thinking about that as I was watching it, because obviously the parts where they're running around the rooftops or whatever, I was like, oh, these look like recent Bond movies. Yeah. And those well, to me... Parkour stuff. Yeah. Those, yeah, those to me are are kind of the best example of that thing going right now. If you think about, you know, Casino sure. Royale. Totally. There's some, there's some outdoor set pieces that are amazing. And I was kind of expecting that. And I thought, and it, mm-hmm. they didn't get there. Maybe that wasn't their point or whatever, but that's what I was like, oh, here's a real chance to really do some scenes like that with, with women, you know, who are, yeah. who are comp- and it was, it was like a, it was like a B plus version of that. And it, it, and I wanted to be really impressed. Like there's stuff in the, I still think of, there's a thing where I don't remember which one it was, but like bond chases the guy up the crane, that's you know, and they're way up in the, you know, Casino Royale, yeah. Casino Royale is the one I think that is like, is the best version. And it wasn't up to that. No, it was different. I mean, they were they were specifically showcasing parkour in Casino Royale, whereas this I, was I get that, just but like this was the rooftop. this was the character who could do that kind of scene, and that's the thing that I, yeah. I wanted. I was waiting to be really impressed by something like that, but it there was, was they were digital focusing. Scarlet falling down scaffolding and stuff like, and that, that's okay, but like, yeah, I, I, I guess I wanted the action action sequences to have a little more punch because she's supposed to be the best thing on two legs, you know, outside of Captain America or whatever. Uh, she's supposed to be super impressive. If you think about what was that last comic book that we just read? Uh, was it the Taskmaster miniseries yeah. where like everybody yes. was scared shitless of her? And I thought yeah. that's the, that is exactly the perspective they need to have on this character. A little like Batman and like, just what don't, don't mess with her. Cause she will win. Mm-hmm. And that she's not that in these movies, but I thought it'd be really cool to set her up in that way. Yeah, it's tough because you have to play with the characterization they've already spent 11 years building, which isn't no, but, quite that. But the fact is she has already, you know, in the course of this movie, let's say before it, she's already fought off these 
giant hordes of aliens among the company of gods and was able to keep her place. And none of these people are so super... And none of these people are so super powered that she wouldn't be able to handle them really easily. And I like the fact that, like, when it came down to, like, all the widows, she's like, well, I can handle all these widows myself. That was probably the best example of that thing. But, you know, I, I think that there was a chance to and, – and I don't know what the – you know, when this was completed or whatever. But it was – I think it was before the pandemic. So there wasn't, like – you know, they had the time and the money and, the, and you know, they the, – and it just could have been more. I. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems to be they were going for a very specific kind of size and scale of it, and that the yeah, director the seemed one. much more interested in, in telling the family story. <laughs> I wouldn't call it cheap. Yeah, I wouldn't call it like, cheap at all. It felt. It felt like. But cool I mean, but if level. you did, but yes, if you put it next to like Casino Royale or something like that, it does look like it's 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 because a you slightly smaller do, scale. You can do all that relationship stuff and the family stuff, and then also blow people away with the action sequences. No, I, I wasn't not blown away by the action sequences. <laughs> you either are or not. No, I mean, like, it's, they weren't bad. I think they were bad. I think, I think Paul was correct. I think it seems very much like Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's what mm. I kept thinking about. I don't know that Kate Shortland is as good of an action director as the Russo brothers is, are, but... Um, She's probably also not as good she, at doing Arrested Development. But, um, you know, I had no problem. I mean, other than the idea that I had to keep putting aside the idea that she would survive any of these falls she kept falling you know falling out of buildings and things like okay well she's dead i can't remember if she she has no super soldier about her at all so she's just straight up she's just getting hurt in the comics Hmm. they they it's hard hard because she's supposed to be like a cold war era spy but they keep you know her story keeps changing the comics but definitely not in this she's just a regular spy she's like hawkeye Or sorry. Well, no, uh, she's, she's, that, she's not. Person. She's actually she's actually related to the character uh, that she comes from in the comics. Right, not Hawkeye. I'm, I'm Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the in addition to Yelena Marvel, visiting, visiting Marvel Cinematic Universe's Clint Barton. That's I believe <laughs> Natasha Romanoff's grave. She gets recruited by Julia Louis Dreyfus, uh, who we last saw, who was supposed the to be Contessa the or con- Contessa? Is it she's from Contessa the comics. Her name. It's Contessa something. I don't Contessa know. Contessa de Vesa right. we, we last this saw her in... Cap- did you just yada, yada, yada? Cont- <laughs> See? We saw her recruiting John Walker in Falcon with her soldier, and here she is recruiting Yelena to get revenge on the man she says was responsible for your sister dying, and she shows her a photo of Marvel Studios' Jeremy Renner. And um, <laughs> so that is what's supposed to lead into the Hawkeye, uh, our Marvel Studios' Jerry Renner show. Um, coming Can to I tell you TVs near you. How like we've been through these end credit sequences for a really long time, you know? And I was like, all right, what's it going to be? And I was like, Elaine. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was it was totally an underwhelming thing because well, she's, I mean we've seen every version furry, of it. I get yeah. it, and she showed up, but, but like I don't care about that character yet. I don't know anything about that character. Yeah. I wasn't. She's recruiting the the kind of anti the Legion of Super Heroes. Legion yeah. of Doom. Whatever. She, she's, I, yeah, she's forming the also rands. I am um, Nick Fury. I was surprised. I think I was really hankering for like a connection to everything else right then, <clears throat> but I'm not, I haven't in, internalized the idea that that's over. Well, because we we haven't really entered the new era because this right. is no. taking place in the old era, so we're still not in the post um, whatever the fuck the last one was called Avengers era. You know what's interesting uh, well, though is that if if this had gone in the right direction because I did not understand it. 
I think it would have been much more interesting if she showed up at the end of this movie having not seen Falcon and Winter Soldier. What the fuck is Elaine doing like, what there? The hell? Well, and, and then when she showed up in Winter Soldier, it would have been like, oh, you would have seen the that whole, connection. That was what well, supposed was to happen. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. It would That <laughs> would have worked a lot better. We, it was funny because Whit and I, we went out after to eat and we just happened to be across the booth from the the the, the movie's creators who uh, addressed the crowd before. And we're like, as a was walking over i'm like wait a second the elaine character this was supposed to come out before winter soldier and i and and we we're like wasn't she supposed to they're like yeah that was the whole problem with winter soldier it kind of blew the surprise but in a strange way i think it i think it it worked the same way you were going to be like who the hell i didn't understand what she was doing in winter soldier either it was the yeah. same amount so it's still it's still tied together well I still don't know what she's doing that's not like the scene from her character in winter soldier gave you any clues either um right. But I did think it was funny, like, they they, they kind of thought, oh, it was spoiled. And I'm like, well, not a lot of spoil. I mean, you still didn't know, <laughs> we still don't know what she's all about. So in a weird way, it just sort of reinforced the character. It still worked. I guess that's what I'm just trying to say. It still actually worked. It, it still feel, just care. feels like a weird agent of chaos kind of like, what the hell? And also, okay, like, it isn't, sure. it isn't a character. Sure, phase four. It isn't a character that is very well known. There are other no, better. Known I don't know. Characters. I have no idea who she is. She's all. like a she's like a a Nick Fury supporting character from the Steranko book, apparently. Oh, like she's in there somewhere. I think she's the femme fatale in that book. Oh, and and there are so many female characters that are just waiting there that the the mention of their name would make alarm bells go off in nerds' heads. Can, if this wasn't one of them. Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Oh, that sounds like Steranko to me. Yeah. Just rolls right off. I, I, it's weird. I like it. <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it unexpected. You know, it, you know this clearly, is, I'm, I'm here, you know, from the, I wish this made me feel more of something camp. You know, well, that's fine. Yeah. You're and, and that's just another example of it, I think. I, I do think it's interesting, though, that we're in this era, like, even back when this was supposed to come out, it was still setting up for a TV show, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. so, I mean, it's kind of this interesting space that we're in where there's going to be this, perhaps this interplay. I mean, ha- is there a new movie coming out? Yes. Do we know that? The next one will be Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi in September. Oh, but is I that a, I saw is that the Black beginning? Widow movie? Or? Is that a thing? Like, is that yeah, a real, is that yeah, part? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I know. I mean, I know the characters a thing. But I just didn't know if it was. No, in, it's Marvel. It, it's their next. Yeah, no, it's part of the universe. It's the, it's the, it's the, the next chapter. I think you're you're gonna start. See that the thing is that we have all been working for 13, 12, 13 years in this like. It's chaos, Josh. Main or main event. You know, like it's been basically like two Civil War comic book events. All the big books are in it. You're mm-hmm. starting to see everything for the first time. Now that they move into the next thing. You know, it's going to be the side books. It's going to be the ones that sell fifteen thousand copies because they got to put something in there, and it well, is you, in a way going to be slightly less exciting because you're twenty mini- movies in. It's not going to have that same new feeling. They're going to have to be really inventive, I think. And also, and also, you part of the great thing about when these came out is like I can't wait to see how they do this character that I've grown mm-hmm. up with. Now it's like, um, okay, I mean, these are the, you, sort of the side you characters. You weren't really waiting to see Shang Chi as well. No, I wasn't. I mean, I. I'd be happy to see him, but I just, sure. this is not, and so, I, I hope mean, it's great, it's, but it, it did look be. like, I was like, that just looks like a regular crappy Kung Fu movie, mm. like Kung it. Fu sci-fi movie. Like I haven't watched the fun. trailer, but it's, it's cool. 
you know, they're rebuilding. They have to rebuild the Eternals. The they have to rebuild up? the yeah. The Eternals is a whole other. Oh, that's kind of. That's, but they have to rebuild this universe. You know, they they we spent all that time reaching to the Thanos War. Yeah. All those films, everything was going to one point. We got there. We had the giant spectacle, and now what? Now we have. Well, alternate the, Black the Widow and Shang Chi. Like they're gonna have to rebuild the Avengers with a weird. bunch of characters who aren't Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. And, and, and it's, it's almost be... impossible to be that good and give you that feeling again. Yeah, like there's mm-hmm. no way. Unless they announce no a Star way. Fox movie. I mean, obviously, if Hero Dr. shows Druid. up, and I'm there with a sign. Right. <laughs> Black Knight's gonna be in the Eternals, so we could be getting like a in late '80s version of the Avengers. But these oh, are God. characters that when they show she up, Hulk. like these these are characters when they show up in in comic books now, only people like me and Connor are like, well, all right, you know, it's not. This isn't making kids now, buy teeth. To be fair, yet. it'll be interesting to see what does. Okay, well, to, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. To oh. be fair, where we're going is X Men and Fantastic Four. That's where that's where they get saved. Is they have yeah. a whole no, new universe now to reintroduce to the into the Marvel. And so if things don't pan out with the Returnals and they don't pan out with Shang-Chi, we're, we're not very soon away, but we're not too far from Marvel Studios as Fantastic Four, Marvel Studios as X-Men. So that will be what happens. And to, and to, to what Josh was just saying, I remember sitting, I was, I was sitting in a parking lot a year or two ago outside a supermarket and there was, and there was a kid walking in with his mom and this little kid who's like maybe, I don't know, four or five years old, had a T-shirt with Groot on it, right? And, Do you know that and I was kids like, who are four or five years old don't buy their own clothes? Their parents do, because my kid had a Nirvana shirt and he didn't give a shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was holding a credit card with his name. <laughs> listen, listen, Groot was adorable, and everybody will admit that no, I, there's no reason they thought I, that would take off. But as soon as that movie started, you're like, this is fantastic. They're you not. Make, okay. It's going to be very difficult for them to keep that up. I get that. That's but we've been saying that for tw- for over. You 10 make years. a good point that parents buy the stuff for their kids, but I think the kids aren't like dragging like and screaming going into Guardians of the Galaxy. Mine are, but yeah, I think they dig it. Oh, uh, look, we, we've been saying we've been saying since Thor and Captain America, which was more than ten years ago. When is this going to go off the rails? When, when, when are they gonna? When are we gonna encounter a character that the general public goes, Ugh, and that hasn't happened think, yet? I don't think it's gonna ever really go off the rails because it's the brand smart, now. The brand is. But I think that what is going to happen is that it's going to feel less impactful and less interesting because yeah, I mean the kids it's, they're searching now, and also kids are growing up and they're not being raised on these characters. I mean, I mean this is a larger search- conversation for sure. But the the twelve eight year olds, all these folks, they're not. They're not reading comics, and they're not into these characters. They could give a shit. My friends' could, kids don't care about Star Wars at all. They don't care about a lot of this stuff. So, nope. But that's the that's the challenge ahead. Well, but we'll still that, watch though, them. Two, the two things that are happening, though, is that they have to figure out who they're going to appeal to. And yes. up until this point, they've been very successful at appealing to old men. No, they to appeal children. to everyone. I they know. These that's what I'm saying. I think, the, and I think this was a broad appeal. I guess like we'll see how it does. Well, we have no I idea think, how it uh, does. It's now yeah, we're, we're in a new world where nothing matters in terms of numbers. <laughs> That's true. But um, these movies appeal to literally everybody on the planet. That's why they make a billion dollars. But um, 
And just as searching, I say being more. I say they have to be more inventive. They have to be more creative. They, they have, have to think outside yeah. the box. You, you're they losing the star power the of Thor, thing. Captain America, and Iron Man. You're going to have to. Do so that. when I'm here saying this felt like a pretty basic action movie with a really cool Marvel overlay and some fun relationships, is that going to be enough to keep on top of the world well, in terms of this entertainment if, thing? Over if over everyone over. agrees with you, because I think three out of four people here don't agree with you. There. <laughs> we thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Well, we also thought Superman was fantastic. Well, wait, easy, easy. On we, well, hold on. Mike and I have had two weeks to, to, to ruminate on this movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're not in, I'm not in Man of Steel territory here at all. So No, I'm not and either. You recorded that, you recorded that review but, as but, I was writing my review, which was very different. <laughs> and very correct. I think, but this is, this is always the way that I approach things. You know, if something is good, but not terribly interesting or innovative for me, it, I find it boring, almost more so than if something is a huge whiff. Like, I don't think, I thought it was fun. I had a good time. Like I said, I think it was really good. I didn't think it was great. Totally. Because there wasn't, an, there something was missing for me, you know, that, that I think I wanted out of it. But, uh, but what I'm saying is that special feeling of, holy shit, that's Captain America. Right. That is harder to recap. Yeah, yeah, no, everyone's agreeing with you there. I agree. Yeah, totally agree. Oh, yeah, totally agree. I don't disagree with. They you. have to. It's and, gonna. And, they have to work know, a lot harder. They burn through their top tier characters. Right, and and, now, and, and and as you have every time you add more Marvel movies and characters and stuff to it, each one subsequently gets less important and less interesting. That's new because it's just part of a greater whole. Like it becomes, whereas before, you know, you had like the four or five main characters and that was the whole thing. And now there's 70 characters and each movie cannot be as important as the one we oh, only oh, had yeah. five. Look what happened with the Star Wars stuff. I mean, they, they went down that path and they were like, oh, shit, stop, 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 stop. Right. Really? Because I was under the impression that the last thing that happened in Star Wars was special edition Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and then the Mandalorian. Those are the only things <laughs> that have been Star Wars releases. <laughs> Well, so, okay, think of how late in the game of the Marvel Studios or Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, Black Panther was. Yep. And how special that was. And I think that that is a really good example of having to really go do something. Yeah, I, I, I remember walking into that movie and having very low expectations because I thought there's a lot of ways this would go wrong. And the great part about being is that the prize, like, that was fantastic. And I just hadn't expected it at all. Yeah. And I think that's I think it's just going to become more challenging. And I think that, again, not not bad. I, I think that, and, that's and that, the, that was I, I see that it on the re- wall. I, and I, I agree. I, and also Black Panther is sort of re- revelatory in the world building, too. I mean, there was, I think these are very different. That was films that was the key. Different I think. things. That, well, like, I'm just, I, that I'm just saying key. I'm just the, saying the, that what's on the horizon. I'm just saying, like, the possibilities that, for the future. Um, you know, I'm feeling they're, they're working towards I'm they're working towards wild. Young Avengers. I think that's going to be very special and revelatory and meaningful for. Have a they lot said of that for sure? They're, for the they're pe- moving towards for it. the people who well, are that's internet speculation. Now? Yeah, I'm I'm with Josh. I don't I don't I don't think the future is looks nearly as bright as it used to when we used to write about this stuff way back in the day and couldn't yeah, think, wait to see what they were going to do. It'll be at the point but where it, everyone you know. isn't going to be the greatest thing ever and you'll yeah. really be looking for the gems, just like in comics. You're looking like, we're mm-hmm. like, well, Jesus, did you see this awesome issue of Taskmaster You know that no one expected? Whereas in the main Avengers book, yeah, that's what it is. It's what it does. I think it's, you know, it's just diluting. Um, and I think that, you know, the idea is I am so used to the amazing track record of like mm. well, almost everyone being like, wow, that was like, like I have to. You have to think hard about the Marvel movies that you didn't really like. 
which is amazing. But yeah. that cannot keep up forever. Kevin Feige is going to die eventually. I could have taken <laughs> him out. It's going to be a long time before the yeah, making these. We were we were five feet away from him. We should have told. We should have. We, I wish we had talked earlier, Josh. We would have told. We should have. We would have sent him a note. Take care of yourself, pal. Yeah, be, yeah also, eat better. Not only does he have to stay healthy, he's going to stay <laughs> interested. Because at a certain point, he's yeah. going to be sitting on a mountain of money and just going, I don't no, really want to do oh, this anymore. He's got two mountains, I think. You, you know what I mean. But yeah, like, I get it. No, I get it. You no, know, he's that, that fire, keeping that spark going and like you know that yeah. single vision, that's tough. Well, the, f- the future is going to be interesting. We have a, we have Shang Chi, we have the Eternals, and then who knows? Like again, we don't know where this is going. Anymore. We knew we knew where the story was going for ten years. The story is now yeah. over. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll be getting a Spider-Man three trailer at some point. People right. are sort of champing at the bit. Like, they're going to announce it this weekend. And like it's coming. The um, difference of my life of not being on social media at all and Paul talking is fantastic. It's pretty different because I'm it? like, I didn't what know the all hell that. Is I'm not. I don't, I'm not really on social media all that much either. But know I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going You've on. You've got your finger on Sam Raimi's going to do it. It's awesome. It's got Doctor Strange and Spider Man. That's a Wait, fun. Sam Raimi's really going to do it. Yeah. Is this true? Didn't yes. we give him his shot? <laughs> I mean, right. I love Sam Raimi. I love what he has done. But, you know, you got three. Do you know anything about the cast of that movie? I don't no. know anything about anything. Nothing. I know nothing about anything. I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening tomorrow. Is okay. Zendaya? No, I mean beyond the core cast. I mean, I'm talking about... We obviously don't Don't spoil anything. From uh, don't spoil from anything. Past. Don't spoil anything. Back. We have nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> well, I don't think we have to worry about. Toby I love it. I like. I like how we're trying well, not to have spoilers in a spoilers show. We actually. Hold on, Paul. Hold on. Technically, oh, he's not directing Spider-Man. He's directing Doctor Strange. I'm sorry, but it, oh, but, but well, he's also going. But I'm okay. That's why. All right, but who directed those the two Doctor movies? Are Does like sort of intermingled. Anyway, the Spider-Man three is going to have Doctor Strange in it. And then Doctor Strange is dealing with the fallout of WandaVision. And there's yeah. a lot of, and there's a lot of multiverse stuff happening. I'm already tired. I would like them to switch. But the yeah, dynamic. you're I'm sorry. Sam Raimi's not doing Spider-Man. I would like to see them switch the dynamic from Doctor Strange being annoyed to everybody and Peter Parker being the, you know, like little weird kid to the part where they are kind of in comics where Peter Parker shows up and they're like peers. Like not not fully as which, but it'd be cool to see them start, you know, interacting like like chums more often. Well, uh, <laughs> all of the older peers are dying off. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, I, as far so as eventually, I as far as I understand, he's it, going Benedict to be the old man of the Marvel universe. As far as I understand, Benedict Cumberbatch has never turned down a role, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Well, Hello. <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up because we can go on all night, but it's getting late, and I'm going to pass out from the heat. So. Black Widow, we're going to, here's Paul's favorite segment, we're going to do ratings for Black Widow out of five. Five stars. Mm. uh, Romo. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to say, I want to say, I'll round up. I'll just say, I'm just going to round up to four stars. And it might be because I'm just feeling optimistic today. But I actually, I didn't, I didn't really like it when I left it. But then I, as I've had more distance, I was surprised how much it stuck with me. So four stars. Why not? I like that stuff. Paul? Three. Uh, I came in wanting to do out of ten. Because I think this is a, this is a strong seven that knows it's, Same. A, it's a strong seven out of ten. I like that. You can go into 
6.25. I mean, you could do well, anything. Well, if you, then you divide seven and a half, that's what I don't, you three and a half. That, that, no, it's not the same. I think that's, that's what I was I going think, for, by the way. Well, I'm okay. saying 3.75. That's my rating. Ooh, that's tough. Well, uh, your rating is higher than Paul's rating? You just told me that everybody loved it and I didn't. You right, me. that's why I'm shocked. He's you're not, see, the, you're, what you're thinking is that I'm saying I hate it. I'm just saying these are the things that could have been improved. <laughs> these are the things I thought as I was watching it. These are my criticisms as a critic. I like it. I like this. is gentle, gentle work. I'm saying there are a lot of eights and nines out there who think they're a ten. Mm-hmm. But strong sevens like me in this Black Widow movie know we're a seven. And that's kind of sexy. I mean, Florence, Florence Pugh's voice Florence. is a ten. Yes. Yeah. She's so good. And, 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 and yeah. No. I want to hear her talk forever. Okay, hold on. So, so Mike did a four. Yep. Paul did a Round three and out. a half. Josh did a 3.75. I'll do four as well. So there you go. That's Black Widow. So we're really not that far apart. <laughs> no, we're not. I don't, that's the I hilarity of it. Um, that's what makes that's the special sauce that is iFanboy you can check out the Pick of the Week show every week where Josh and I talk about the week's comics we have our special edition shows our books explodes our talks explodes our media explodes and now that the films are back hopefully nothing else happens we don't go back into lockdown the films are back we get to talk about we'll more films are you doing TV explodes no TV explodes are too much it's a bridge too far there's too much to watch too many hours alright uh, we talk I'm going to watch, watch 8-10 hours a show to do a 45 minute podcast for we talk about the TV shows usually on our Patreon hangout. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash iFanboy. That's where we right. tend to talk about those things. And uh, we'll be back for is – is Shang-Chi next or is it Eternals? It's Shang-Chi, yeah. right? Uh, actually, I don't – I mean, uh, Shang-Chi is this year. That's all I yes. remembered from the trailer. It's Shang-Chi is next. Yeah, it's in two months. So I assume that Eternals wouldn't be coming out next month. Eternals is November. So it's Shang-Chi and then, then a couple months later, Eternals. That's going to be think, something. Do you think it is helpful – to have a movie come out this year because it almost technically can't be a flop. Because like, I really, I'm, I'm no. They, I, I, think, I, I think I think prior to this, they they, they make way more money at the box office without the yeah uh, without the streaming aspect. Right, I know, but literally, uh, you know, like who knows how much anything's going to make? Regret. Like it's not a how much money it makes right now isn't a good right. You can't, me- you can't meter anymore. right. So right. so even if it was you know like in another time, if it would have made a ton of money or a little bit of money, it'd be hard to suss right now. So. They can spin it any way they want now, but the reality will right. the reality be the reality. They'll, they won't make more of them if it was, you know, a flop. Right. I I'm just still fascinated about when one of these is actually going to flop. It, maybe not just commercially, but just like, wow, no one likes this. Although now in the internet with the social media, I think there's always going to be two groups of people fighting. Well, no, no one talks about Hulk. Relative. Yeah. Well, no one talks about Hulk. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. I yeah. think that's old enough that it wasn't like the phenomenon now. Well, yeah, I it think was, pre- it was that pre- Iron Man came before that, and that's like a milestone movie. Yeah, but Iron yeah. Man wasn't Iron Man wasn't a. We have to end this show, but Iron Man it stood on its own, made like three hundred million dollars, which is a lot of money. But it wasn't like it, it hadn't blossomed into these right. billion dollar juggernauts at that point. I yet. don't think that we, happened. What are we talking until, about? I think what we're talking we, about. What are we talking about? I gave the movie business a ball, business. Black Widow and and the new Fast and Furious F nine. I just want to say it's great that f- the traditional family "quote unquote" values are back at the movie theater. Watching them on your iPad and your on your couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> family. His, family. His it's iPad is in scaled IMAX. I family. It's like it's an iPad. He's got the Dolby Atmos. He streams it out to the Dolby Atmos screen. It's uh, got spatial audio. No, it doesn't. I don't think this one does. I'm ending the show. I have the button, and right. I, I am Connor. I'm Josh. 
I'm Paul. And I'm Mike. I'm still Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever do these. Two different faces, but in tight places. We think and we act as one. (laughs) Those who seen us know that not a thing can come between us. Many men have tried to split us up, but no one can. Lord, help the mister who comes between me and my sister. And Lord, help the sister. By the way, who hearing comes between me and Mike my talk to me on this with my headphones on reminds me of being in my Ford Fiesta talking about the <laughs> Superman movie. Oh, that's where I recorded it that day. <laughs> oh, it puts me right there. <laughs> not a, not a, and that was just like, memory. we recorded that way too soon. Cause we were too all like, soon. I think I liked it. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to like it. And oh. then it was like, Oh no, no. My... <laughs> we were trying so hard to, to like, so it. Hard. we wanted to, I think, was it so me, hard. Mike and Paul that did the Prometheus review? Uh, I think I, so. I wrote did a Prometheus review. God, we, we definitely did me and, me and Mike and maybe Paul or Josh did the Star Trek Into Darkness review. Oh my god! Oh, People got so mad was. at us for not liking that movie. What a piece! Of that shit was that was that was one of the worst months at the movies ever because it's Man of Steel, mm. and then Into Darkness, and I'm mm. sitting in the middle of both of them, like, oh my god, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> Do I hate this? I hate this. Am I am I in the moment hating this? <laughs> and then and then yeah. Pacific Rim came out the next month. I was like, yes. I liked, I liked Pacific All right. That's a great movie. Well, let's, let's do let's it. Save the summer. Three, two. <laughs> it's the reign of fire. They canceled the apocalypse. That was. I'm sorry. Everyone right. stop talking. Three. Connor, don't don't have your voice break like last night. I know. I had a really bad voice break. Hi, welcome to my family. It was huh? really hot in here. It was like, I'm really dry. Okay. Uh, in three, two, 